100,000 apply. The FBI Academy is life and death. Only 1,200 get in. He's a total golden boy. You know the director himself wrote his recommendation? And one will become... A massive explosion rocked the city this morning. Our nation's greatest threat. Are you telling me you think one of these people is a terrorist? Priyanka Chopra stars in Quantico. Series premieres Sunday, 10, 9 central on ABC. TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Okay. What's up, gladiators? Welcome back. Your Scandal After Buzz crew is here. We're so happy to be back this season, season five, with wine and popcorn, doing it big this season. As always, your Fab Four are here, almost, starting with me, Emil Ennis Jr. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hi, I'm Sophia Stanley. And unfortunately, Bam could not be here, but fortunately, it's for a good reason. He is on set for an Audi commercial, a national Audi commercial, so he's doing just fine. But in honor of him, we will say, so someone, someone who, who cares. cares. Not to your commercial, though. Congratulations. Um, guys, Scandal is back. Scandal is back. Scandal is back. And I'm not just saying that because season five is back. I'm saying that because old school Scandal is back. I was on the edge of my seat. I was happy. Like, it felt like, uh, like, oh, oh, Litz was on the screen. And you know when Olitz is on the screen, Emil and Sophia get happy. I was like fanning myself. I couldn't think. I literally thought to myself, I may need to apologize in advance if I am incoherent at moments during our after show because I think I might be having either flashbacks or hot flashes because those opening scenes so hot so what did you think Cornelia <laughs> no I'm glad that Olivia got the D like you know I'm glad she got some because as we see when Olivia's happy she's actually doing her job she's in a better place everywhere so I appreciated it and I'm glad that she got some Okay, I was I was expecting it was hot though because she was like oh. at one point I was like oh, are, they, are they real? I was expecting you to drag it. No, I'm not. I'm gonna wait till later. I got yeah. some other. Oh. I got some other goodies. I should have known. The slander. I have a so we notes. opened up to Sally Langston. She still has her show, The Liberty Report, and I stand hard for Sally. Like I don't know what it is I about her. Agree. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I do know what it is yeah. about her, but like, mm-hmm. there's her character is just so Righteous real. Ignition. Right. <laughs> and all this I'm time, an American. <laughs> all this time, the way they had it parallel to. Olitz, the hot making love or lust, whatever you want to call it. Um, I thought at first that she was exposing Olivia and Fitz. Mm -hmm. And instead, she was talking about a completely separate issue. But despite the fact that she was talking about a princess, which we'll get to in one second, everything she was saying lined up perfectly with Olivia and Fitz. And I remember at the end of last season, we all made a comment. Collectively, we said that 
we didn't know how we felt about Olivia being in the White House if they play with our emotions again and they start this season like fast forward and all of a sudden Melly's back in, Olivia's back at OPA and we just erase it. So I was very pleased. I had some popcorn in the corner of my mouth because I was munching before the show. But we are very pleased that we come back. Olivia's not only in the White House, she's comfortable. Like she yeah. is comfortable in the White House in his Navy shirt, like just comfortable. And I think that moment alone helps set the tone for me as a viewer because then my expectation was like, oh, it's going to be a good episode. Completely, because I think that what it did, because I was always fearful. Do you guys remember the other woman? Mm-hmm. With Elise Neal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Olivia was talking to her about all the things that when you are the other woman, you don't get? You don't get the fullness of a real relationship because you never get to usually wake up with that person multiple times, like in, in this successive order, right? There, there's just a certain level of intimacy that you're not able to have because, and I, and I need to use this word because I think it's important, because there's, there's no ownership. Mm. That, that thing that is the other person, but more importantly, the relationship doesn't actually belong to you. It's not solid. Just like you said, Emil, I feel like the opening scenes, the juxtaposition between the way that they were making love and the various layers. So I can also use curse words and I mean them. It was all of that. So they were, and they were making love and they were lusting and they were adoring one another and they were doing all of that. But then there was also an ease. So when she had on the Navy t-shirt and, you know, and then got in the bed and then the phone rang and the way she basically like slid over him that's the type of stuff you do when you're in a relationship and not only is that person your lover but that person is your friend because you do you do silly things with the person (laughs) you do silly things so i think that exactly i think that what it did is it leveled the playing field for us and it kind of put us in that zone you see i was trying to be like what zone sophia (laughs) i cannot (laughs) no but really it was that good you have to admit what zone though (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no I think for those of you who are listening and not watching this show is brought to you by the letter O oh oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I cannot well speaking of listening for those of you who are listening on iTunes we really do appreciate it make sure that you rate comment subscribe and most importantly tell a friend family member all those good things a random person on the street also, if you're on YouTube, if you're watching live, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Same thing. Tell a friend, family member, church member, the person you hate. Um, be trying to think of all these random categories to tell people. Tell people. Tell people about our show. Um, and after you are done listening to our show, our Scandal After Show, make sure if you need another shot of conversation, mm-hmm. you check out our podcast, Happy Hour, where we talk about everything about why Kerry Washington made the Apple Music commercial so relatable. So relatable. And... Only if you're 21 plus, why drinking a glass of red wine on Thursdays is good for your health. Ooh, tell me more. Oh, wait, I guess I have to listen to Happy Hour. (laughs) (laughs) So again, Happy Hour, a shot of conversation on iTunes and SoundCloud. All right, guys. So after we had the passionate lovemaking, we found out that this event was actually for the princess, America's princess, who married a prince of Cleonia, whatever it was. It started with the C. Anyway, she's a beautiful girl. Um, we go to this event. Olivia's dress was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. And did you notice the symmetry? So the last time she went to the state dinner, 
she wore a white dress mm-hmm. with black trimming. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because she was a saint. Remember? And she went with Puddin' Pop. Oh, right? Because she couldn't she couldn't fully realize her relationship with Fitz. This dress was actually the mirror opposite. It was a black dress with white piping. And to me, symbolically in that scene, what it showed is she's actually taken off the white hat for that time period. But more importantly, she stepped into the fact that I love this man. I don't care about what the semantics are, whether he's married, not married. I'm going to fully embrace what it is that I want. And therefore, I am no longer wearing like a shroud of a nun. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, When they got to the event... They played, and there was an eye roll at first because we saw that they weren't going together. They were separate. And I was pissed. Yeah, we were definitely pissed. And then we get to the event. Uh, Olivia is talking to Abby. And the dynamic between the relationships is interesting because Abby is no longer part of OPA. Mm-hmm. Abby's not even a confidant for Olivia anymore. So the relationship seems kind of strained. And then there was that moment where... Abby was trying to do that, like, girl talk, like, hey, girl. And it didn't work when she was trying to find out if Fitz called her after Melly was kicked out. Then we finally meet the princess who was in the stall while Abby was saying that once you marry somebody of that caliber, you are no longer a person that people recognize individually. You're just a person connected to that main celebrity figure. Um, And then we find out this whole storyline. Fast forward, the princess is in an accident. And it's definitely a more ripped-from-the-headlines type story. So what do we think about the overall scandal of this episode? As soon as we saw the car accident in the tunnel, Mm. I was like, oh, this is the Princess Diana story. Mm -hmm. We knew it because, you know, they called Olivia. We saw the the black car. We saw the, the driver hanging out, which later on we find out who he really was. So... You know, we kind of knew what it was, but it is unfortunate because in real life, the Princess Diana story, it's tragic. Mm-hmm. It's really tragic. So for them to have it play out on Scandal, it's even more tragic. And for Olivia to just have that conversation in the bathroom with her and then to double back with the conversation with Abby about when you're in this position, people are watching you and you're always this and you belong to everyone in the world. It was to me, it was extremely tragic because the whole time. When, when she was having this conversation with Olivia, I was like, oh, she's telling her her future. So I was like, oh, shit. So when Olivia saw her and, and dead, and to me, I was like, okay, so here we are. We're starting the scandal of the week, but then we're starting the etern- internal scandal with Olivia. Oh, well said. Completely well said. And I think, and if I recall, Abby said that the princess used to be a, a human rights lawyer, mm-hmm. correct? So what I, what I got from that scene is exactly what Camelia got, but I'm going to take it one step further. The fact that we're talking about a princess that everyone idolizes feels is an idol literally goes, oh my God, you're Olivia Pope and is in awe of her. To me, what that showed me is despite the fact that Princess Emily was a human rights attorney, which is without having to explain means that you are not only extremely intelligent, but that you are giving and basically are giving up, giving yourself of service to other people who may not be as privileged as you are, if that makes sense. But compare that against the Olivia Pope. So if someone of that stature could then basically become an appendage to a man, Olivia actually has more to lose. And I think that's what Olivia was feeling. It's one thing to be an appendage and you may not have an identity. For Olivia, who she is and the fact that she has done it 100% in her mind on her own, she has more to lose. Because, again, the sad reality is if we switch the genders, it's not the case. And that's why, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, 
Fitz has nothing to lose. Fitz can divorce his wife, take a mistress, bring him into her into the White House, eventually marry her, not marry her, have more little kids. It really does not matter. He's still going to be the president, and all people are going to say is, yo, his new chick is fine. Mm-hmm. But with Olivia, it is going to negate everything that Olivia has done in her career, in her life, during the White House years and before that. All she is is a whore who slept with the president. Mm-hmm. Well, we're definitely going to talk more about Olitz later because they had their blow up. Um, let's talk about OPA because OPA right now is one person, Quinn. Quinn, the ride or die, only in there by herself. Um, so Quinn is doing all this research. Quinn has the task of going around to all these different outlets to prevent the paparazzi photo of the dead body from being released. Then Olivia, whose client is the queen of the country, C. Somebody I want to t- say Caldonia. That yeah. sounds right. All right? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Queen of Caldonia. So that's her mm-hmm. client. So then she has the task of getting rid of all these pictures because the prince doesn't want them out. The prince ends up being the person to take pictures with the body in the coroner's office. Um, and then we suddenly say we have wiped this slate clean until they realize that um, the person on the motorcycle actually had an antenna. The last person who they couldn't get contact with had an antenna on his backpack and the camera was just a fake thing for pose and that's when the theories start rolling in they figure out that something more might be happening on the flip side we have Fitz who is concerned about the naval base because at the dinner Fitz is talking to the queen trying to persuade her to install this naval base in the country um I'm gonna fast forward then rewind fast forwarding meaning I am so glad this episode went there in terms of not dilly-dallying and just playing with us for weeks at a time trying to figure out if it was going to play in terms i'm so glad that they went there meaning with fitz and olivia it got heated so fast because their career paths are so intertwined Mm -hmm. and they're so in love it couldn't have worked where we have this oh everything's fine for weeks without addressing the issue at hand Mm -hmm. and it definitely went there this episode quite rapidly so did we think that this was something that fell out of place or are you just overall pleased with how they just sped the episode along no i'm definitely pleased because realistically realistically the the elephant of the room has always been that they can't be together for whatever reason Mm -hmm. and the elephant the other elephant in the room is that they work together sometimes. Sometimes they don't work together. Sometimes they work against each other, but it always they overlap. So it was only a matter of time where they came head to head with each other immediately because Olivia doing the job that she's doing, she's working with the queen of Caledonia. Like automatically you're going to have to interact with your boyfriend and you know, your boyfriend is the president and the president can't follow his heart. Like you probably can Olivia. So you're going to bump heads. So I thought it was very realistic because you're going to fight. Even if you don't work with your boyfriend and you come home and you say, boo, I had a really bad day. This dude did this X, Y, and Z. And he doesn't agree with your opinion. You're going to be like, well, why aren't you on my side? That's just normal relationship stuff. What's that? So you have to get it out of the way. Um, I'm, I'm going to echo what Camelia said, and I'm also going to remind people, I think what's happening is we're getting back to scandal pace. 
Mm. Oh, yeah. There, forgot is, about there, is, a, there is a There is a speed, because I think that sometimes we forget that this show is set in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And the issues that we are dealing with are global international policy issues. So... People, we don't have time to have, to think, to stop. Are we going to get along? Are we not going to get along? It's like, okay, no, I got a rapid fire. And that's why she's like, no, this is what needs to be done. I'm only coming here as a courtesy. And he's like, well, no, I got to run the country. Like, that type of, of banter makes sense to me, given the fact that he's the president of the United States of America. She's the Olivia Pope. They are in Washington, D.C., dealing with issues that have to be dealt with quickly, because otherwise, they will literally be a matter of life and death. Well said. Mm-hmm. I want to wrap up this princess storyline. Okay, but then I have one little thing. No, go ahead. You go first. No, go ahead. Okay. And then maybe this is because I'm a droid. So, do you remember... Wait, like what, you have an Android versus I have an, iPhone? Oh, sorry. Yes, I have an Android. Sorry. You're probably like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> so, I have an Android. I have a Samsung phone versus and then I don't have an iPhone. But do you remember... And I think it was last season, um, and I can't recall the, the title of the episode, but where uh, the first child was doing sexual stuff and it was caught on, on, mm-hmm. On, mm-hmm. on someone's phone. I think I said this then, but I'm going to say it again. If anyone has a Google phone or goes into Google Images, once your pictures are uploaded, you can literally type in Sky. Or no, let me rephrase this. You can literally type in Audi or Audi. And literally all of your pictures where there was an Audi in the picture would pop up. Because the phone understands the algorithm. That's why all of those things are being uploaded. You literally have people coding for every single thing, number one. Number two, there's also face recognition, right? We all know face recognition because of Las Vegas, but definitely now with these phones, think about it. When you post pictures to Facebook, what does it do now? It automatically tags your friends. How does it automatically tag your friends? Facial recognition. The only problem I had with this storyline is, so you're really telling me that there's not some hack that can literally go in and anything at least where the image is digital can clear the image? Think about it. Wait, what image are you So meaning to? the image of the princess. So uh. literally, to me, the technology exists, at least it's different if it's a hard copy file. But from a digital perspective, the digital image, literally it's coded as like, I'm going to make this up, 572. So you can literally go on the computer, type 572, and pull up all of those images that exist, at least on the internet. To me, in Washington, D.C., and maybe it's because Huck isn't there, they should have the capability to wipe things there. And I know this is me going down a rabbit hole. I would have preferred for them to do that and then talk about the ones that were just hard copy files. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I need a little bit more alias, Quantico-esque, CIA, FBI, level NSA technology. That's what you mean. I definitely, you pointed out, I definitely would attribute that with Mm -hmm. Huck not being there because Quinn is still basic. She's great. Well, she's but she's doing her best. She's doing her best, but she's not her. Like you can't be the investigator, the admin, <laughs> uh, the the errand person. You can't be the copy machine. Like she was doing everything while Olivia was doing what? Well, we'll get to that. But before we do, guys, I want to bring your attention to a dope new show that's going to be coming on ABC starting Sunday, September 27th. It's a series premiere of ABC's highly anticipated new drama, Quantico. Quantico is where the FBI trains their top recruits. Over 100,000 young people apply and only 1,200 get in. They are the smartest, strongest, and have the best skills. Now, they must live and train together under one roof. But everything changes when a massive terrorist attack strikes in America. And the FBI discovers its greatest fear. That one of their top Quantico recruits is a terrorist. Which is what the show is pretty much about. So, guys, which one is behind it all and became a traitor? 
It's an edge of your seat drama with a twist after twist after twist. Priyanka Chopra stars in one of television's top new shows of the fall. Don't miss the series premiere of Quantico Sunday, September 27th at 10 o'clock p.m. on ABC. You want to check that out? Yeah, me too. She is a top, probably one of the the number one Bollywood stars. So I'm I'm really curious to see, you know what I mean, if she's really going to pro- you know cross over into Hollywood yeah. and the America, um, the American uh, film genre, given the fact that she's such a big star in India. Mm. That'll be a nice crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so with the princess storyline, we find out that the prince actually didn't do it. We find out that the princess was sleeping with her bodyguard. She was pregnant based on the autopsy that David gave to Olivia off the record. And the queen was the one behind it. The storyline was a little predictable. However, the conclusion was what had me literally on the floor. Oh, my God. So when the queen confronts or she confronts the queen saying, I have this new information. This is what really went down. And the queen doesn't want to do further investigation. Then Olivia, you know, wants to fight for justice and gets shut down by the queen because uh, she says that you don't have um, the queen has diplomatic immunity, Mm -hmm. diplomatic immunity. And also Olivia signed an NDA. So she can't, she can't say anything to anybody. She really could though. And I'll talk about that offline for you. Legal Eagles. Oh, no. I want to hear. I mean, you can break any contract. There would just be a penalty. A piece of paper mm. can't stop you from doing anything. So what do you it think the penalty would be from the queen? The, the penalty normally is a, a large enough sum that would then prohibit you from wanting to speak. So, for instance, normally you do it, like, let's say if I'm a celebrity, right? I'm going to do it so that it's amount larger than any other tabloid possibly could give you. Right? So, meaning if a tabloid is going to give you $10 million, but I'm suing you for 30 you're still in the hole. Got it. So it needs to be cost prohibitive for you to do the thing that I don't want you to do. Mm-hmm. It's simply a piece of paper. And Olivia's honor in her word, but. Yeah. Well, Olivia was heated about this. She went to bed salty, laying on the bed, all emotional. And then we see her later, fast forward at the funeral, or not the funeral, but the boarding of the body on the plane, the queen standing there pretending to be emotional, and then the prince is there, and Olivia pops up in the background. What is she doing here? And that's when the prince basically says, you're being abdicated from the throne. You're gonna... It was just great. It was great. It it, it was hard for me, because I think that because this was so true to real life, because I actually felt like she wasn't pretending to be emotional. And I think that it was... I think the queen was just standing there, like, in stoic queen dumb. Hmm. And I think it was very symbolic of Queen Elizabeth when Princess Diana died. That a lot of people wanted her to to show some form of emotion. And anyone who has kind of, like, read about the queen, specifically given, you know, the reign of... Uh, the, the tenor of her reign, um, I think what... She just had a jubilee year. I think she's been queen literally for 60-plus years. That... She can't. Like, she, she's, a, she's a world leader. So there's a certain level of um, luxury to be a human being that she cannot afford herself if she needs to be the figurehead for a country. So I felt like it was a little bit too close to home. And I and there was a tiny bit of me that was like, yo, are they throwing shots? Mm. Do, do you know what I'm kind of saying? Because I especially think that given the birth of the second child, um, Kate and William's second child, there are so many comparisons between comparisons being made between Kate and Diana. It it it, it, it was too close to home, and and I'm going to talk about the, out of the complete opposite side of my mouth in a good way. Does that make sense? It actually felt real, like the way that she kind of wasn't showing emotion, and the way she was like, yeah, that chick was going to give birth to someone who doesn't have the bloodline to be heir. 
Of well, course they, I yeah, killed her. Exactly. That, yeah. that, that felt real to me. That felt like something plausibly that a world leader would do to protect their dynasty. Well, I was a little... On the flip side, in regards to Olivia being there, I was a little disappointed that she was there. Meaning, sometimes you got to hold your cars close to the vest. Sometimes you can fold them, you can show your hand. But she really that she had that moment where she was basically like, mm-hmm, girl, yeah. Like, you know, like, you don't have to. You can get justice and you don't have to be the face of justice. Well, yeah. As we see in, in previous seasons, whenever Olivia is the face of justice, somebody comes for that ass and she ends up getting something that she didn't bargain for. So when when I saw her there, I was like, come on, girl, just, just stay in the car. Like, you didn't have to be there. But Olivia wears the white hat and... Is emotional. Mm-hmm. And what does she say? She's like, evil queens never really. Yeah, I'm like, girl. It never ends well. Like, really? Um, so let's get into some juice. We talked about the scandal out of the way. Now let's get into the meat of the episode. Melly. Melly is out of the White House still. She is um, about to be inaugurated for her role as senator. Portia de Rossi's character, Lizzie Bear, came through this episode. Mm. Like, I. It, Last season, we were not questioning, but to introduce such a major actress and not have her like really gut punch you every with every mm-hmm. scene, I was waiting for it. And this episode, I saw that they were just prepping us for what was to come, and she brought it. This episode, she it's kind of for we watch Empire too. We just got the recapping. It's kind of like with Becky's character in Empire. It seems like last season she was a little more timid, and this season mm-hmm. now they have power. They're bringing it. So with uh, with Lizzie Bear's character, the way she talked to Melly in the office, because Melly was still treating her like shit. Melly was talking down to her, saying, "Oh no, please hold." And then Lizzie Bear just wiped it like, "No, no, 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 no." I I I, I loved it. Well, and think about it. If your man don't respect you and he kicked you out of the house, why should I? She, Lizzie Bear has always been out for self and she said it. She was like, I've never been loyal to you and you've never been loyal to me. Let's keep it all the way 100. So if you got the boot, he won't even show when he needs you. You have done nothing for me because Lizzie Bear, even if Melly did, Lizzie Bear is like, no, you haven't done anything for me. She, of course she's going to talk to her and treat her like dirt. Of course she is. She already has a position she wants. She has Cyrus's True. old job. So to her, Melly at this point can't do anything for her because Melly can't do nothing for herself. I mean, I agree, but I think that what continues to bother me about Melly, but it fast forward, it leads to an amazing scene later, is it's like Melly is so unaware of herself, okay? Even down to the way that they dress her. She's still very Stepford. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if you were to look at, you know what I mean, like a, a um, you know, like a top uh, blogger site for like business chic or being a business professional, nothing that Melly wears would be on that site, right? It's that she's a Stepford wife. And I think that she forgets that not only is she a Stepford wife, despite the fact that she was she used to be a lawyer. During her reign as first lady, she's only dealt with fluff issues. Mm-hmm. Again, let's juxtapose her to the current first lady, first lady Michelle Obama. Not only was Michelle Obama a lawyer, I think she possibly even was a partner in a law in, at the law firm that she was at. During her tenure as first lady, she has dealt with weighty issues. 
that pun wasn't intended. First of which is fitness, specifically as it uh, is related to um, children. But she also has taken on the platform of making sure that not only girls, but in America, but girls worldwide receive an education. She is extremely vocal about the fact that when women have the same knowledge base and resources as their male counterparts, they then not only will be equal, but they are less likely to be taken advantage of. That's not Melly. So despite the fact that you're the first lady, you're really only for the first lady because you married and used to fuck the president. Oh, Ooh. sorry. That Ooh. was a slip. My bad. Sorry. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but for real, though. If Melly wouldn't have had a hand in it, Fitz wouldn't have been president anyway. But though. again, none of that is something that you can tell other people. Sure. It's literally those things, you know, when you're like, even think about it. You have friends where you're like, oh, I did all these things for you. Like, for instance, if you have a celebrity friend and you've helped them, unless you have a title, it doesn't matter. Her title being first lady without her doing anything of substance, no one respects you, dude. And that's the thing. It kind of parallels everything that happened in this episode regarding Olivia with yeah, Fitz, exactly. the princess with the prince. She's just ornamental, like Fitz said a couple mm-hmm. seasons ago. She's literally just ornamental, yep. and she has not secured herself or secured a place in the White House to say, I stand alone away from Fitz. Exactly. That's Melly's biggest issue. And ironically, to, even though it, she possibly could have not gotten elected, she needed him to get elected. She needed the president, remember last season, to stand beside her to basically push her over the edge. But then, remember, she then kind of said, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, he always supports me and always talk to him, but, like, I make up my own mind. Then do do it. Do you kind of say, like, stop falling back? Like, you either have to do one or the other. You either have to be a senator and basically be like, yo, he kicked you out of the White House. Focus on being a senator and keep it pushing. Or you want to be his wife and the first lady. You, you literally cannot do both. Well, let's talk about Olivia and Fitz. Not the full... I don't want to do a full conversation Mm -hmm. yet. But Olivia and Fitz in regards to the way Olivia had to tell Fitz that he needs to go support his wife because they have to keep up appearances. For some reason, I don't know why I expected Fitz to have evolved, but it's still the same Fitz who's in this fantasy world and uh, granted, granted, I can't really say that because if we see the conversation between Melly and Fit, mm-hmm. everything makes perfect sense. Because Fit said, I've already accomplished everything on my bucket list. What have you done? Which was another drop the mic moment. There were too many drop the mic moments yeah. this episode. Mm-hmm. But Melly, I found myself feeling sorry for her, but there were no tears. Like it, it And I mean that, not literally, but I wanted to feel sorry for her, but it wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. Because Melly just... I think you said it earlier, Sophia, she just doesn't ever seem sure of herself. There's this lack of confidence there. Even the fact that she's just got, um, just became a senator. Uh, she, I don't know. There's just something about her that doesn't. It's because that needy bullshit is getting old. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't censor. I'm a grown up. It, it's getting old. Yeah. They keep going back and forth. He's never kicked you out of the house. You must know Olivia is literally now sleeping in your bed. Okay, but I think. I think my issue with the way she re-entered the house after after she was on stage with him yeah. and she came back in, I think my main issue was even when she's begging, it's like a lack of emotion. Like there was no, like when she says she's like, "Oh, I miss you. I'm so I'm so happy that it, you reference the step for work." It's you because re- it's a pretense. It's all a fantasy, and she, even she no longer believes it. Their whole their whole thing about it, their whole marriage was an arrangement. 
She had good breeding. She came from good stock. I remember even she said she she's she's almost trying to convince herself she's becoming a broken record, and that's why you didn't feel any emotion. Because now it's a matter of pride. It's not literally about love. Does it make sense? That ship has sailed. See, let me stick up for Melly okay. real quick. Because if your whole relationship <laughs> yeah, has been this way, why would you think it's different now? Why would you think if he kicked me out, it was going to be different today? He'd been sleeping with Olivia this whole time. She knew about it. She was still in the house. They had a fallout. He became a drunk. He was drinking Hennessy in the bathroom shower. This has been their back and forth. So if you have been able to do this with a man for 17 years, why today would you think that things would be different? Like, you wouldn't. Especially if you have held him down even though you didn't want you didn't want to be there because I think it was Olivia who said something to him to get him to go to her swearing in when she said something along the lines of well somebody said sometimes you do things that you don't want to do because Mm -hmm. you just have to do it so if she's been doing this stuff for him the whole time and he's been coming back and forth the whole time and he's been this this bastard and she's been this this prissy naive person why would Melly think that things were different now. But she should evolve. And this is the problem. She needs to evolve. It's not that she should think he should be any different. She should no longer want him on some real bullshit. There has to come a moment. And that's the only thing I didn't like about the scene. I felt like the scene was extremely emotional, especially when she goes to Cyrus and she starts crying. But it, there's a part of me that it would have made me feel better if Melly was like, yeah, you know what? Like, F this. Like, I'm done with you. Does it make sense? Even even if for a split second she was like, all right, cool, then let, let's go. Like, let's go to war. Like, you think you ain't going to be demolished? Because I would have actually preferred for her to basically be like, you have fulfilled your bucket list, but has your girl? Because I'm going to drag her. Mm. Do you remember? Literally. Remember the whole thing? I can't have her die because then she'd be a martyr. There would be a difference. And fast forward because this is foreshadowing. There would be a difference if because of Fitz's actions, harm came to Olivia. And that's what Melly should have said. Melly should have been like, all right, cool. I'm going I'm to I'm tear your girl down. I, I, there's, I need her to fight. Well, like, she I, has to get there, though. Because if he just gave her the divorce papers and they've just been doing this back and forth, she literally she got kicked out of house again, long ago. But listen, listen. Like on some real, on some real, what's this, the movie? Um, um, the Tyler Perry movie. The first Tyler Perry movie. It's probably the only Tyler Perry movie oh, I've seen. Angry Black, uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Right. And when he basically like drags her out of her house and, and throws her that. out. Does it make sense? There is, like, let's be real. And this is going to sound a little bit sexist, but he didn't leave. Think about it. He didn't leave. He threw her out of, out of their house. Yes, I know they have money and resources and whatever, but let's think symbolically what that means. Your man throws you out of your house? F that. Okay. Like, there ain't none of this just because you help swear me in. I get what you're saying. Whatever. I get what you're saying, but if we're going to talk about Diver Matt Black Woman, it still took her time to get there. It took her time. And Melly was raped by his father. So if she. But that's even more reason I'm going to be like, yo. But but, that's even more reason, but that, that means that you will take a beating. You will oh, take it. You will take this. You will Camellia. take the shit, and you will keep ticking because Whoa, to you, this right. is just what I'm doing. Melly, th- this is who she is. And keep in Damn. mind, we just, we literally just came off the cusp of her finding out that she killed all those jurors. So no, she's still processing all that. Yes. So we want to know what you think, though. Make sure you go to iTunes, YouTube. Like I said earlier, um, Lizzie Bear, we talked about. Fitz, overall, what do we think about Fitz? Before we get into a list, what do we think about Fitz? Because y'all said some comments out there. Well, you know I'm how... Sorry, I'm you throwing know, y'all under the bus. You go, well, I'm already, I already... I've been prepping. Fitz gets on my nerves. Fitz really gets on my nerves. I have a problem with someone who feels like 
when it's their time to do what they want to do, they don't care that they've been a piece of shit the whole time or who they've hurt in, in, in their path to get to that point. Because now Fitz is like, I want a divorce and you haven't done, I've done everything on my bucket list and blah, blah, blah. Okay, Fitz, that's, that is cool. And I, and I get what you're saying, but don't act like Melly has never done anything for you this whole time. Like she's just been this dirt bag since the day you met her and don't act like you're not a dirt bag too. Like, don't act like it. Don't act like you're not a dirtbag. So if you're going to be that guy, I would rather fit stand in and be like, I'm a dirtbag. But guess mm. what? I don't fool with you. <laughs> Just because I'm a dirtbag don't mean I got to fool with another dirtbag. So Melly, you're toast. Like, I would rather him stand and own his dirtbag. And instead, he has this whole, I don't like this, this, this white hat that he's put on himself. I don't like it. I see that, but I think, and we, we've touched upon this a lot, and I feel like it, it's definitely going to be um, a story arc for this season. Shonda Rhimes definitely writes, to me, female-centered shows. And specifically what I think she always highlights is she always highlights, I think, how women um, sacrifice of self. And I feel like when you look at the trinity of Melly Fitz and Olivia, you're seeing that play out. Fitz is the atypical man who is selfish. If he wants his back scratched, he's like, scratch my back. If he wants food, he's like, I'm hungry. And if he loves you, he does it purely from a selfish perspective because it makes him feel good, right? And so he's very clear cut and he's very simple. Melly, on the other hand, is so sacrificing of self, she was able to be raped and kept that secret for Fitz, but never told Fitz. So it's sacrificing of self without telling the other person. So it's not like I agreed to it. And then we have Olivia. And I think that at the end, what Olivia was saying is, I need to be selfish. And there's a part of me that because Melly never talked it over with Fitz, yo, that's kind of on you. I didn't ask you to do any of that. Like if you weren't happy... That's not my problem. And if you were giving of self and you expected something in return, you should have communicated that to me. And every single time I didn't give it to you, you should have either said something or you should have stopped giving. That's not what Melly's done. At every single turn, Melly has given of self and Fitz has done what? Who cares? Because I didn't ask you for it. And the fact that she's in this repetitive nature, yeah, no, then like you're not sacrificing for me. You're sacrificing for you or else you wouldn't keep doing it because you're not getting anything in return. Obviously, what you're getting in return was that you were first lady. If that wasn't good enough, then you should have discussed it with me. And they discussed it and he got her to be senator. And then that was it. But they never discuss possibly being in a loving marriage. So she's trained him bad. It's like a puppy. She trained him bad. You can't say sit. And then when the dog doesn't sit, you don't do nothing. You can't say sit any peas and you go, okay, well, sit again, but I'm going to give you a cookie. She didn't even say sit down again. She gave him a cookie. So there's a certain aspect of Fitz's selfishness and his immaturity. It's because Millie has treated him like a child. And I think she needs to take partial ownership in that. I'm not saying he's not a douche and I agree with everything you're saying, but part of that, Millie needs to 100% own what she has created. Okay. Well, I, I agree with both of you. Melly, we'll move on from that. Melly, she got the divorce papers, so we'll see where this goes. She got divorce papers, and then I was going to talk about Abby. We're going to skip that because I'm ready to get into the juice. Melly got divorce papers, 
And then we have Olivia who comes back from uh, the boarding of the the, bear, the boarding mm-hmm. of the of the body. The body, yes. And she is telling Fitz. Fitz says, "Oh, I had a bad day," and she's telling Fitz, "Oh, I had a, I had a pretty good day." And then they that get into this, rude. yeah, they get into this little tiff because we know that the reason their days are good were completely related to each other, good or bad. Then they have this conversation, and once again, and this is where I start to roll my eyes a little bit because once again we have this monologue from Olivia where she's saying this cannot be. This can't be real. We can't. It was kind of like the the speech she's done before. We can't have Vermont. None of this can happen. What, I was not and could not have it end with the previous where it ended and then she runs out of the building in her white jogging suit and everything's cool. <laughs> like I was I thought I was going to go there. Yeah. But then we have the draw dropper of the season thus far. Get the joke because it's the first season first episode um so we have the jaw dropper <laughs> don't you hate when you mess up the punchline i'm gonna mess up the punchline anyway we have the jaw dropper we see that sally langston is reporting on spy images that have been released because of oh i'm gonna bring it back to abby because yeah. abby who's feeling scorned because lizzie bear told her that olivia is the reason why you're now being thrown under the bus and then we see the pictures on the liberty report and I was like, oh, it's about to get good. Because it's been this buildup. What is done into dark needs to come to the light. Like, I was yeah. ready for it. And we finally have this moment where it seems like there has to be a shift. Like, everything's going to come out. So what do we think about this? First of all, I think I, like, turned to you and I was like, I love Sally. I was and I feel like such a traitor. But I'm like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because on some levels, there is a certain aspect like, y'all messy. No, seriously, you're messy. There already in previous seasons had been a rumor that you guys were dating. Do you know what I mean? That you were you were having an affair and it was squashed. So you're just going to keep bouncing up in the White House? Melly's not around. She's not showing up to state dinners. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, so, so there was a certain aspect where it felt justified because part of me is like, you wanted it to get out. Mm-hmm. She, she's saying all these things, but I'm like, you can't, you can't keep thinking that you can keep doing this song and dance and not have there be something different. My only thing where I was, this is going to sound silly. I was scared is because part of me is like, no, what the hell is going to happen? Yeah, seriously. Do, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, so there was a part of me, like the Olitz in me and the, and the person who kind of likes to figure out where things are going she literally just gave a speech why it being publicized would mean the end of their relationship. And then literally that's what happens. So are are they are they saying? Because think about it, Shonda Rhimes has said before Olivia and Fitz are the heart of this show, but that doesn't mean that they are gonna be together. No, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Well, let's look at it realistically, guys. <laughs> if if it comes out that you were having an affair or that you're with now the 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 separated president, people aren't automatically going to assume that you guys were kicking it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Even if you weren't, you were in the scarlet letter. So if this were real life, exactly what happened probably would happen. Somebody at the White House would have leaked the photos. They would have said that, yes, Olivia and, and the president has been sleeping together. She's going to walk around with this shame on her. Now the relationship is, is thrown into the light. Now she's going to start questioning 
her career and the choices that she made. Now she's going to start replaying everything that her father said to her in her ear. Everything is going to come crashing down. And then she being the broken person she is, is going to say, well, maybe I shouldn't have done this. What about me? They need me. It's going to be this. This is very realistic because if you, if Sophia was dating the president, but not our current president. Not our current president. Because we would never be that disrespectful. Exactly. Not some real BS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If she was and, and something like this happened, I would expect her, the reaction for her to be the same thing. I would expect Sophia to be like, what about me? What am mm-hmm. I going to do? Yeah. Everything I work for is going to be in shambles. I would yeah. expect that. So I wasn't surprised. I I was just surprised that they did it first episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only surprise that I got. I was like, oh shit. Well, well. I, I, I think I'm I'm one sentiment of both of you like especially with Sophia as far as being scared because it's literally that moment of what is going to happen where can this go episode one like where can this go and then we have we still have Jake in the picture because remember Huck Huck retreated to Jake. <laughs> Huck retreated to Jake because he is struggling. He's trying to find <laughs> sipping the wine. <laughs> oh yeah, we ain't sipping tea no more. We're sipping wine. Uh, he's trying to find. <laughs> We've upgraded, right? <laughs> well, not really. The bottom, anyway. Um, <laughs> but we have Huck who's retreated to Jake, and we have to quickly talk about that scene with Huck and Olivia because Huck has been in Olivia's apartment or house apartment, and. He's on the sofa just staying there. And what was the line he said? He said the guy, it was something about the guy. The guy's gotten loose. The guy's roaming around. I can't control him. He's out. I don't know what to do. And he is just completely broken on the inside, just completely broken. And the saddest part of that scene was when he said, Olivia, I need you to do what you do. I need you to fix me. And then the even sadder part is when Olivia has that realization that, yes, she's fixed him. But it's more been like a band-aid in the past. And then she realized, how can I fix you when I can't even fix myself? Which is what they talked about later with Fitz. So it's just, there were so many parallels in this episode. I, I completely agree with you. However, part of me is like, yo, just be a friend. Like, there's a certain, yeah, true. she, she, there's a certain coldness sometimes that she has where it's literally like whenever she just kind of wants to not be mama pope. She doesn't. Like, you created this. Like, you knew who he was. And you, time and time again, asked him, almost ordered him to tap into that guy. And now that he has fully allowed that guy to be out, why? For one sole purpose, to protect you. Mm-hmm. You're literally going to be like, I don't know how to help you? Like, like hold his hand. Like, I know it sounds corny, but hold his hand something. Be like, okay, then I'm going to talk to Quinn and bring you back to OPA. Like, at least there needs to be something. Like, do you remember when he was in her bed? Do you remember when she was, like, breaking down and he just lied on the top of the sheets? Mm-hmm. Just to give her some semblance that, like, there's someone, and even though we don't we don't hug, that's not who we are, but there's some kind of human interaction and you know that we're family. You saying, like, I don't know how to help you? What she said is, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I am yeah. no longer going to do that. And that, to me, is unacceptable given the fact that you put him in the position that he's in. Because it seems like Olivia, with her quote-unquote friends, it's always, what can I get from you? With David, Mm -hmm. what can I get from you? How can you help me? With Huck, it's the same thing because it didn't seem like she actually was interested in helping him, like you said. It seemed like she showed that little bit of emotion and then she wanted to say, so what happened between you and Quinn? She just wants, she's Mm -hmm. trying to get OPA back together because that will help her. Everything comes back to Olivia and I think that's the problem and that's the reason why I'm glad that the relationship, meaning Fitz and Olivia, is going to be exposed because I just need somebody to check her. Mm -hmm. But at this point, 
is that what she needs? Sometimes you being checked isn't what 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 you need because I can check you, but if you don't believe what I'm checking, then what? Well, this what, is what funny use thing is, was it that I was? I can't. I, 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 don't, I don't mean to go there, but God may not give you what you want, but He always gives you what you need. Well, she mm-hmm. been getting and like this no, and seriously, time. Shonda Rhimes is the God. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if we really want to talk about like from a from a perspective of who's pulling the strings. I really think, and this is going to sound silly, and I don't know if this is the case, I really think that Shonda Rhimes has has thought out the entire series. You know how some writers mm-hmm. kind of like write as they go? I think that the way that, to me, Shonda Rhimes, the way that her brain works, she has, she, from, the, from the minute she did a beginning, she has an end. And so for whatever her end goal is for this show and for all of these characters, this has to happen. Because arguably, can you forever live in the dark? Nope. That that literally isn't plausible, especially in 2015. Get depressed and die. Some people get depressed and die, though. Some people live in the dark, though. Like I, some people live in the dark. Some people are eternally broken, eternally. Not saying Olivia is because I want her to. You know, I'm the one. She, I want her to get her life together, and I want her to put the white outfit back on and, and go jogging. and have girlfriends and have girlfriends <laughs> girls, and they actually do, you know, girlfriend stuff because she, you know, we don't see that. But is Olivia ready? Is she ready to not be in the dark? Well, we're going to find out. And clearly we can talk about this forever. But guys, we have to end that part of our segment. But we can't end without everybody's favorite, Cornelia's cold piece of the week. Cold piece of the week for Scandal Season 5, Episode 1 goes to... The old lit sexing. Now, thank you, Igna. <laughs> Even though you're clapping for yourself. <laughs> I know you're clapping for yourself. It's what the fans have been waiting for. And even if you're not an old lit fan, you still appreciated the moment because we have been building up to finally having a moment where Olivia and Fitz feel like they're in an actual relationship and they're actually being intimate instead of having these, you know, fly-by booty calls or them just being able to do what they can with the time that they're given. So I appreciate that and I appreciate the fans appreciating it even more because in particular, Emil and Sophia were happy about what they saw and I was too because Olivia, she, she was getting a D. So, <laughs> for that reason the OLED sex scene gets Kobe's of the Week. Let us know who you think Kobe's of the Week should go to. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook using hashtag cold peace. Yes, yes. And now I think we have just a little bit of news and gossip. Well, if you have not seen it yet, um, a very important Apple Music commercial premiered during the Emmys. It starred Mary J. Blige, Taraji P. Henson, and our favorite gladiator, Carrie Washington. And it was just amazing. And it was directed by Ava DuVernay, who also has directed an episode of Scandal. Um, and it was just phenomenal all around. And I feel like we have touched upon this in uh, previous seasons. But I really think it is the golden age of television. And I think that uh, not only is it the golden age of television, I think it's the golden age of strong women. And so I think that part of the Scandal effect has ushered in the fact that you can be strong and you can be beautiful and you can lead a show, which really means you can lead your life and have fun and listen to music at the same time. I love it. And now, guys, it's time for our predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. 
Um, so I think that we're going to see a lot more Sally Langston. And by think, I mean, I hope, because I loved her this episode. Um, I miss Cyrus, so I hope we see more Cyrus. Um, I want to see the way his character evolves now that he's not the chief of staff anymore. And Lizzie Bear. I'm actually enjoying Lizzie Bear a lot this season so far. It's only been one episode, but still. Um, and it's not really a prediction. I'm just more excited. I'm glad that the show's back, and I'm glad that... It's good again. And when I say again, it never was bad. But as an OG fan who was there from season one, like not Netflix season one, like season one when it aired, this feels like the old scandal. And I loved old scandal. So it, it just feels. Ugh. I agree. It definitely feels like the old scandal. And it, it's good for it to be back to that because for a while it was kind of, I don't know, it was just different. It was, yeah. felt like a different, different show. Yeah. Um, I predict that Fitz is going to be aloof about this whole thing. He's going to be like, what's the big deal? So what they know? Let's just come into everything and hold hands. I don't understand. This is our time. <laughs> and Olivia is going to be the one taking the hit because she is actually, you know, she's, she's very strategic about her life and what she wants to be. So I feel like she's going to take this on and it's going to really affect her. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of like create a new word or thing that we'll probably say again and again. I call it um, old scandal 2.0 because hmm. there is an evolution. I know what you're saying and it feels like the old scandal, but there's still an evolution, which I like, which means that we're growing and we're going somewhere. Um, my prediction kind of along that same line is we're finally going to see Melly be a contender. She has watched Olivia control the narrative. She has watched Olivia fix things. And to me, this exposure of their affair, if in fact she does not utilize it to not only crush them, but to then rise from their ashes, then she never deserved to have a seat not only at the table, but she never deserved to be part of their trinity. Mm. So that's kind of what I predict as well as that I hope to happen mm -hmm. well guys unfortunately but fortunately for you because you're probably ready to go now but it's come to an end where can we find you guys well you know if you still have wine left then maybe you need another shot of conversation so you should check out our happy hour which is on itunes and soundcloud and you can simply just go to the search field and type in happy hour and one of our names sophia Cornelia. email and you can find me at sophia stanley on twitter and facebook or at the sophia stanley on instagram you can find me at Canelia on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for me, at Emil Ennis Jr. Guys, thank you so, so very much. Like we said earlier, make sure you tweet Bam. Congratulations on his commercial. We really appreciate you joining us, and we're so happy to be back. So I guess we just have to say cheers to that. Yeah. Scandal Season clink, 5. Clink, cheers. Clink, clink from far away to you, Sophia. <laughs> from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 